You are tuned into the And One edition of the Game Sports Show presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. Sports Center Bar and Grill named Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best sports bar for five years in a row and Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario's best wings for two years in a row. Make sure to go on down to Sports Center Bar and Grill on Wednesdays for its famous 75 cent wing nights and just to be a part of an overall great sports atmosphere. Make sure to also check out Sports Center Bar and Grill on both Facebook and Instagram. They're also available for takeout as well. Now let's get to end one. Joining hosts David McCaig and Scott Mason discussing both local, regional, and national basketball talk. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show and one edition presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, powered by the game entertainment and media. It is your host, David McCaig. And getting in right to it here, joining me here, my co-host, the one and only Scott Nason. Scotty, my friend, how are you? Dave, great to be back on and one. Always love talking hoop. I'm doing great and certainly a pleasure to be on uh, your slash our show. Definitely. You know, it's myself and yourself for this upload. Both uh, Tyler and EJ were unable to make it here. And it's been a few weeks since we've had an end one. And I know we've done a lot of positive interaction, especially via the social media page, as well as text messages on my phone that they're loving, as we would say, the hoop talk that we have. And Scotty, we have a lot to get into. But I must remind listeners here that you can check out all the great uploads of the Game Sports Show through thegamesportshow.com. And this edition will be commercial free. However, like I tease in every show, there will be product placement commercials, I like to call it, or sponsor placements inside this show. So I might have to interrupt Scott, or Scott might even interrupt me if he feels like it, to do a quick little shout-out to one of our sponsors who help keep the lights on, if you will. And Scott... <laughs> If you, speaking of this website, thegamesportshow.com, I must take a second to shout out Thrush Creative Co. and its owner, operator, president, Aaron Robinson, good friend of mine that I had the uh, luxury to go up with uh, throughout here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Of course, we've had this website for quite some time, but we just had an updated facelift, if you will, to our website. It's all more, let's say, cleaned up. It's got a nice video in there. It's got an episodes drop down where you can pick a specific show. There's a sponsors page. We're going to have a lot more articles uploaded. So we have an article section. It's a lot of great stuff to check out and more organized as per the requests of the listener, Scott. They told us we were listening and we did it for them. And of course, if they want to give it a check out, we certainly encourage them to do so. And Scotty, you and I, of course, have had a lot of history in terms of doing recordings. You and I go back to 2015 with doing recordings. And this may have nothing to do with, with shooting hoops right now, but I kind of like bringing up this story a lot. Uh, myself and you started off with the show called Coffee with the Coach. That was your show that you had, a transition. Yep. Game Sports Show. The Game Sports Show was on a Podomatic site before. We had a different webpage prior. Then we changed that website to this. And we've grown in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Now we've grown to Escanaba. We have Butcher Sport also in the Detroit area and also surrounding sports uh, that we're all connected with. And of course, being on ESPN 1400 Radio. My friend, we have done a lot in the past six years and time has flown by and the game entertainment and media has a lot of great things still coming uh, this year that we're going to be very excited to be launching. Hopefully 
September 2021, as long as COVID doesn't involve any changes in that again. But nonetheless, Scott, a lot of people don't know our story with the show. And if you don't, don't hesitate to reach out to ask us because it's funny. The funniest story I like to say is how EJ got on the show. But that's for another <laughs> time. Uh, I just wanted to give a special shout out again to Aaron Robinson because the website that he organized here and having all of our content available just by clicking it. It's fantastic, and there's so much content, Scott, that we provide here on the game. And, and that's the fun thing about watching this whole thing grow, Dave, is, you know, fate brought us together, together, and, you know, my vision for the show, even way back before Coffee with the Coach, was to have something that included local sports, but not just local sports. There's a lot of those sports talk shows, which are great, but we, I wanted to add something different, more regional and national. That's where you came along with the, you know, Sioux, Ontario region, and then we got Butch Davis from uh, Metro Detroit. We got EJ from Escanaba, and so it's been, it's been this whole thing that's kind of come together and, and then branched off into other things as far as you know your hockey based shows your baseball shows your basketball shows and, and in the pocket football shows yeah. along with the other contributors doing their things putting other broadcasters uh games like dave watson who does sue high sports and other things it's just been a lot of fun to see it develop and certainly uh fate brought us together dave and it's certainly uh, i'm glad to be a part of what continues to be a great relationship between you and i and just the game entertainment media definitely and the game entertainment and media we launched in january 2020 the big plans if you will we we're hoping to launch things in 2020 but of course covid paused our particular additional launches that delayed it until later this year but we're very excited to for what's to come and you know what we just told that story in a couple minutes made it entertaining and all that is considered a product placement slash commercial <laughs> yes it is there it is. That's the whole fun. We promote everything that we have on our platform, the site, and of course, Aaron Robinson. And and one Scott is presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill. And everyone knows about Sports Center Bar and Grill. And I'm sure that I'll remind them throughout the entirety of the show. But Susie Marie Ontario's best sports bar five years in a row, best wings two years in a row. And you know what? With lockdown two, like I'd say 2.0, but it's really not 2.0. It's literally actually 3.0, but it feels like 9,000. Uh, but nonetheless, the, throughout the local side here, Sports Center Bar and Grill. If you're looking for pizza, looking for wings, looking to be a part of a great atmosphere, or just have overall great food, make sure you order from Sports Center. My biggest thing, and the biggest thing that we like to do on these shows, Scott, and really promote is local support. That local, yes, we got a lot of franchises involved as well, but they're also local business owners. So you know what? Make sure if you don't feel like cooking. Don't hesitate to pick up the phone and call a local restaurant, but in particular, make sure you check out Sports Center Bar and Grill because to be the best sports bar five years in a row in this city in Sioux, Ontario, and have the best wings in town for two years in a row, you're a pretty big deal. And our friends over there at Sports Center, particularly Frank Ligori, has uh, been a part of the Game Sports Show since January 2016, Scott, when in the wow. podcast started. So they're one of the original OGs, if you will, in Sault Ste. Marie. Ontario. So there's all the fun stuff and introduction. I want to give all the kind of shout out to product placements and sponsor love right at the top. Let's get into some hoops. I want to shoot some threes right now. I want to give you an alley-oop, Scott, and I want you to dunk it in the net. And I want you to start us off with NCAA March Madness. Now, of course, this happened a few weeks ago, but we didn't have a show since then. So we're not going to dive into it since, of course, it's older news. But we kind of want to give a brief reaction that we didn't have the opportunity yet to do on the show. And I'm going to give you the floor, Scotty. 
Well, it was a great tournament. Obviously, it's been a few weeks since Baylor was crowned national champions. But you look at when the season began, Gonzaga and Baylor were the top two teams in the preseason poll. And it ended up being the, the top two teams from the preseason made it to the final game. Gonzaga undefeated uh, Baylor, uh, you know, they looked a little vulnerable going in to the tournament after COVID stopped them uh, for a couple weeks. They came back. I think they lost to Kansas big. They lost to another team and they went into their conference tournament. Maybe uh, I wasn't sure about them and boy, they proved everybody wrong, but they proved that uh, the preseason voters and, and pollsters certainly had the best two teams in the final and Baylor just their athleticism was just absolutely absolutely incredible in that well in the whole final four I mean they had no trouble in their semifinal and, and you look at against Gonzaga I mean you know Suggs goes down with those two early fouls that kind of took the Zags off their game but Baylor they just ran at them and, and their athleticism was what won it it's, it's a great story for Scott Drew uh, their head coach who you couldn't find a coach that inherited a worse situation than Scott Drew at Baylor. When he took over, there was a, another coach involved with the player, and there were some, I mean, people that were murdered. And that's how bleak the situation was for Scott Drew. And he built that program over the years. It took him a while. You know, they had some great seasons overall, and, and they win the national championship. So hats off to Baylor just a very great job that Scott Drew has done with that program and Gonzaga again Dave we talked about this a few weeks ago they had to win this year because now you're going to hear all the detractors and Gonzaga had a great season don't get me wrong but they almost had to win this national championship because again Gonzaga people are going to say all season long they go undefeated well yeah they play in a bad conference they get to the big they just can't get to the big game well, they got to the big game, but they couldn't win the big game. This is the second time this has happened for Gonzaga. So they're going to come back strong next season, as will Baylor. But just to get the NCAA tournament off, we did have one COVID cancellation of all the games, which I don't think many people thought would happen. The NCAA did a great job to do bubbles in Indianapolis, you know, instead of the all across the country. And so hats off to the NCAA for getting March Madness and NCAA basketball in. And it certainly was a lot of fun to watch the games. Uh, missing it last year, Dave, that was probably of all the sports that were missed. And we missed a lot of them, including the Memorial Cup and, and other things. Boy, did I miss March Madness last year. Certainly glad to see it this year. And uh, hats off to Baylor. They, they are the national champs and they deserve it. You know what? One thing I want to say, UCLA, and there's a team that actually yeah. the most titles from what I believe in the NCAA men's division basketball tournament with 11. Uh, so they, there's a team that obviously has had success in their kind of, let's say, uh, history of the, organi- of, the, of the tournament. But nonetheless, when they had Gonzaga and that final buzzer shot, right, of course Gonzaga didn't miss that. Of course they won in the final seconds on a, on a let's say, a Hail Mary from half or just over three uh, from the past three points. So I thought UCLA was going to be that Cinderella team, if you will, this year, that 11 seed that was going to make it. And I know, Scott. I was telling you, I wanted to bet on UCLA to make it to that, but they obviously did not. Uh, But overall, Baylor, that was the team that had a strong showing throughout the entire tournament. When they played Houston, which they won 78 to 59, just to remind listeners, that is a team that really showed that 
that they were determined. That's where when I saw Gonzaga to barely beat UCLA, and this is no disrespect to UCLA, that's where that games between Gonzaga, UCLA, then Houston, Baylor, that's who I knew was going to win that title. That's where I said, okay, Baylor was going to beat Gonzaga. And also it's Baylor's first title. And it's just overall, there's a great story for them. But you said it right there, Scott. Gonzaga had to win this year. And they didn't. And with Baylor winning, it was just – I was pulling for them to win. I'm happy that they did. But just going into that championship game, it just seemed like the better team. None, but record aside – Gonzaga being the top team in the nation, everyone believed in. I just felt like Baylor just was that team. They had that look. They had that chemistry on the court. It was just that feeling, much like the Raptors had a few years ago against the Golden State Warriors is what I'd like to kind of compare that to. And congratulations to Baylor. And kind of looking over to the women's side, I was watching that women's championship game between Stanford and Arizona. Of course, Stanford getting the win 54-53. to that final play, Scott, with Arizona, there's a girl on there, obviously, that's a standout for Arizona, Ari McDonald, and obviously had 22 points in that game. She played the full game. She didn't get off the court. And there was a point in the game where off the inbound, Stanford knew that she was going to get the ball. And when she got the ball, she was double team, triple team, quadruple team, doesn't matter. She had everyone on her. And on the court, on the right side and the left side, she had the opportunity to pass to an open, to an open girl. And it was on the right side. And I can't recall the number or what number and whom it was. I was trying to look for the video before we went on to, to kind of give an accurate feed there, but she was wide open and she had the, the chance to pass the ball. But Ari was just so determined to keep that ball. But if she was just giving that ball over to her teammate, I guarantee you right now, she wouldn't have missed from there. And we would be talking about Arizona being the champions right now. I was very surprised. But everything was going to McDonald. Everything. Everything was going over to McDonald. And I even said it when we were sitting down on the couch watching it that she's going to get the ball. And she's obviously one that wants to take that big shot. But if she would have utilized her teammates on that, I feel like uh, that she would have. we would have been talking another side of who won that game, Scott. I'm not sure if you recall that play. But there was an opening where she could have passed the ball, and she didn't, and she kept it. But I understand the moments in sports when you're in there, you're in it, you feel like you got to do it. You have the whole weight on, of your school on your shoulders. But I feel like if she would just took that one second to take that look, she could have maybe had Arizona winning the title instead of Stanford. But again, that game was fantastic between them. And Stanford had a, a lot of good equal scoring, 17 points with Haley Jones and Lexi Hall and Cameron uh, Brink had 10 points respectively. They're really strong defensively. Of course, Arizona had a 22-point performance by McDonald. And then uh, Shayla Pe- uh, Pellington had 15. But other than that, the most up from there was Trinity Baptiste who had seven. So kind of the branch out and scoring, it was more equal inside Stanford. But overall, that was a very exciting game on the women's side. And I love to see that. It was – I'm criticizing someone's play in it, Scott, right now. But at the end of the day, uh, it was that was just fantastic to watch. And it really wound up for a great men's final that we had the opportunity to watch as well. Next year, I think things are going to be a little bit different. You know, maybe Duke will have a chance to get back into the tournament. I miss seeing Duke in there this year, obviously, being a Duke fan. Kentucky, obviously, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of things this year that were different, but the tournament, thumbs up. 
it, it was overall entertaining, Scott. And I don't think uh, you would disagree. Yeah, they did a great job. And you mentioned the women's tournament. Uh, hard to believe Stanford is the first national championship for women's basketball since 1991. It seems like they've won a few, but they haven't. So nice job for that program. Again, the Pac-12, you mentioned UCLA's men's team. I mean, they did a fantastic job to play a play-in game, almost losing to Michigan State, knocking them off, and then making it to the Final Four and within a half a second of knocking off Gonzaga. So Pac-12, very good this year in women's basketball and men's basketball. And I believe the women's tournament, Dave, had no COVID cancellations. They did their bubbles in Texas. And so, again, we're just happy to have these tournaments. Certainly next season, hopefully, will look different because of, you know, more maybe – more people in the stands being able to play non-conference contests, which teams were unable to this year. So let's hope come next fall, we'll be in a better position than we are now, but certainly great college basketball. Uh, Kudos to both the men's and women's uh, tournaments, teams and champions. Everyone did a great job. They sure did. And overall congratulations to Baylor on, of course, the men's side. And of course, Stanford over on the women's side for winning those tournaments and that video with the workout rooms that were very talked about. Hopefully that gets changed. Okay, I just got to give that another shot. I'll get that all changed. Let's get that equality going. But nonetheless, we got NBA to talk about, Scott. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter uh, edition of End One. And again, special shout-out to Sports Center Bar and Grill. Jamie Ontario's best sports bar five years in a row, best wings two years in a row. And if you're also looking for beer, if you for some reason order takeout and you need to get beer, why not look at Norton's Beer Brewing Company? Delicious beer. They do free local deliveries and a lot of options the 55 is good the northern light the new beer that they have the light beer if you're watching those ibs's much like i am make sure you give them a shout to get your beer delivered to you or to pick up but nonetheless scott continuing with nba a little bit different this year obviously with the nba you have the top 10 teams are going to have kind of a playoff chance of course but the bottom teams are going to have to do a kind of a play-in if you're looking over at the eastern conference the Raptors, at the time of this recording, okay, are just sitting half a game back of the Bulls and also the Wizards sitting at 12th. The Pistons, of course, being more so on your side of the border and closer <laughs> to are sitting in last place uh, in the conference. I think it's almost fair to say that uh, they won't be playing in for a play-in. It's going to be a little bit of a miracle if they do, but hey. I've seen things uh, happen in strange ways, but nonetheless, it's different this year. The Knicks are in the playoffs. They've won. They've won six straight. Uh, the Celtics are getting hot now, winning six straight. And overall, Scott, uh, do you like this this uh, playoff uh, kind of play-in? Do you think it's a, a, a kind of a different approach to it that's going to be a success, or would you rather have seen just a top eight go? I, you know, I'm more of a traditionalist, Dave, in sports. I I don't like to change much as far as playoff formats. I have no problem with the traditional one versus eight, but I also don't have a problem with this, uh, you know, this play-in tournament, if you will. I mean, it it keeps more fan bases engaged. I mean, you, you look at right now, you mentioned the East. I'll tell you what, that Washington Wizards team, I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Bradley Beal is having himself I mean, an amazing season. He's averaging about 34 points. And when you get Westbrook involved and the young Lopez, I mean, th- that Washington team, you know, you look at their record right now, thir- you know, 23 and 33. Yeah, they beat a pretty bad Pistons team. But I just see it. They might be a tough out for somebody. So uh, on that respect, uh, you know, Dave, to answer your question, I'm not a big fan of the plan. But it's more playoff-like game, so I'm okay with it. 
it's it's certainly interesting. If you're a Knicks fan too, good on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good on you to finally get a little bit of success. But that's kind of the Eastern Conference, Scott. I want to give you the floor with both the kind of the East and the West, wherever you want to go through the West. Obviously, having some of those top uh, heavy teams, the Lakers are sitting at fifth. But let's get real. I think when the playoffs roll around, they're going to obviously be a force. Uh, Golden State, of course, is. You know, with Curry being healthy, he's been absolutely unbelievable since he's kind of gone back and playing healthy. The Thunder and the Kings have lost nine in a row, respectively, at the time of this recording. But if you're a Thunder fan, who gives a damn? Because you have so many draft picks coming up uh, in the next, let's say, five, six years because of your uh, trading Paul George and uh, just all all the all the all the moves that the Thunder were able to make, you know, the future is going to be bright in Oklahoma City. Let me tell you right now. And the Rockets, the lonely Rockets, sitting in last there. I don't see them making any miracles and jumping up the up the ranks. So you got the Warriors, Spurs, and Pelicans nine, ten, eleven, and the Grizzlies right now sitting at eight. The time of when we started chatting here, but the team that I think you and I have agreed on in the past, I'm always interested to watch are the Portland Trailblazers. And a big fan of Lillard. I think Damian is absolutely, uh, maybe he's not underrated. The guy was a cover boy for 2K this year. But if I'm building a team, he's almost an ideal player to build it around. And Portland's got a great talent there. And But obviously, Jamal Murray going down, uh, that's definitely a big loss in the West. And you, you kind of have the Western Conference where I think it's a little bit more easy to predict than the East. Yeah, I, I think I think I think so, Dave. I mean, you look at the East right now, and I think Philadelphia is starting to assert themselves a bit in the East. Uh, you know, they had some some nice wins over this past week. Brooklyn, you know, can they get all three of their players that they picked up healthy? I mean, we haven't seen too much of that. Brooklyn, you know, are they last year's L.A. Clippers? There's lots of people that think, you know, maybe the the meshing of this team isn't good. They don't play very good defense. And Milwaukee is another team that's just kind of kind of lay in the weeds at number three. You know, they, they have some big wins, but then they have some big letdowns. And I don't just know. I don't know if Giannis has enough uh, to you know, compete with that. So I'd say right now in the East. I think Philadelphia might be the safest bet. The Celtics, nice win over Golden State on Saturday night. They're starting to make a move up there as they're tied with Atlanta for fourth. And then, you know, talking about those other teams, that Wizards team, I think, is going to be a tough team for someone to play in the playoffs. Out West, you know, you look at the top two teams, Dave, and Utah and Phoenix. Utah has been there all year long. Phoenix maybe has been one that's risen up a little higher than I think some people thought, but they're two teams, but you know, the Clippers, again, this is a team when Leonard plays, they're good. Uh, You saw him play the Pistons the other night, Leonard didn't play and, and they ended up beating the Pistons. And I don't know. I I don't, I don't get a good read on this Clippers team right now. To me, the Lakers, you know, will they get Davis back? Will they get LeBron back? They'll probably get them both back, but they're playing pretty good basketball. They knocked off the, uh, they, they won the other night where I think Drummond and, uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope can bind for about 57 points. 
which uh, makes all Pistons fans happy, considering those are two players that are no longer playing on the Pistons. So it's it's going to be interesting, Dave. Obviously, we're going to get a little more towards the playoff push over the weeks uh, ahead. But but right now, I I think Philadelphia they're getting healthy. They're they're starting to believe in themselves a little bit more. I think they're probably the 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 best team in the East as of today. Again, that Brooklyn team, we don't know what their full capability is, and, and in the West. You know, I, I still got to go L.A. Lakers. I think they get their players back healthy, and they're going to be tough. You get LeBron and Davis in a playoff series, they're always going to be tough. But I, I still I still like the Lakers. A lot of good teams in the West. You mentioned Portland. Can't sleep on Golden State. But right now, Philadelphia and the Lakers are the two teams I'm looking to get to the finals. Oh, that's definitely a good prediction. Oh, Raptors fans would love to see the Raptors somehow get back into it. But the big storyline that I want you to shout out to is, is Gary Trent Jr. You know, yeah. what what a performance that he has had since coming over in the Powell trade and obviously Hood being involved in that trade. Both of them are fitting in really nicely uh, with the Raptors. And Trent Jr., the guy with the buzzer beater, the, his hair is wicked. It's his dad. <laughs> He got traded on the same day, uh, just obviously a different year than when his dad got dealt to the Raptors. A whole storyline there. It's fantastic. And just the going back and seeing this trade, a lot of people are saying, okay, what's Trent going to do? How's this going to fit? And ever since the trade has been dealt, no offense, no one, Powell, it just seems like the bigger splash has been Trent coming over to the Raptors. And uh, he has the ability that if he can keep that up and if Kyle can play healthy and kind of get Siakam, Spicy P going, this Raptor team, if they can find the way in the playoffs, can certainly make some noise, in my honest opinion. And you know what? This year, Scott, you know, everyone's predicted the LA Lakers were going to be back-to-back champions, but you, my friend, the Sixers, I think, are onto something there. That is something of an excitement to watch. When I think of the Sixers, I think of Kawhi Leonard's shot to eliminate the Sixers. Oh yes. And Joel Embiid crying on the court, which is definitely <laughs> one of the most emotional things. But it's not going to be the same way it seems like for Philadelphia this year. If they're they are a team to certainly be watching, but nonetheless. The NBA right now has a lot of different storylines that you can get into and look into in terms of predicting where, but let's get real. Your prediction is as good as mine. We don't know. We can't tell the future uh, of what's going to happen, especially when that playoff format kicks in for those bottom teams. And if any Cinderella teams can certainly make some noise. Now, Scott, uh, I want to give it to you for the last minute or two here. If you have any final thoughts, do you want to bring up, give you some, give you some time, if you will, at the free throw line right now? Yeah, I appreciate that, Dave. Uh, you know, the reason we didn't have our show on ESPN 1400 for a few weeks, uh, the game is because I was covering high school basketball over on our sister station, uh, Country 105 for Matt Pocket for playoff basketball. It was quite a year for one of our schools over here, the Rudyard Bulldogs, uh, a school I'm very familiar with. Uh, they had their boys basketball team make their first state semifinal since 1963. The girls team made their first ever quarterfinal. Uh, both the Bulldog teams would lose, but it was certainly fun uh, to be able to follow those teams along and to broadcast and just be able to get in the game. So I just I wanted to give a big shout out to, you know, locally the Rudyard Bulldogs for a, a great basketball season. And they move right into spring season because they have 
one heck of a softball and baseball team. So it's been a good year for Rudyard. And you mentioned just the NBA. It's so hard to predict. It's the same way with sports betting. As you know, Dave, I've, I've been dabbling in that a bit over the past few months here as it's now legal in the state of Michigan. And it, it's very hard to, to figure out these NBA teams from game to game because, you know, you have to look at, you know, did the team play the night before? Is there load management on some of the best players? And so trying to bet and trying to find point spreads is even more difficult than trying to figure out who's going to be in the playoffs and who's going to be in the NBA championship. So certainly lots of uh, good basketball ahead as Dave, the next time you and I talk, we'll be doing, uh, we'll be closer to the NBA playoffs. Certainly not in a bubble like we saw at Disney World last year. I believe they're going to be in their home stadiums. Some fans there, but uh, looking forward to NBA playoffs and and certainly uh, more fun with you, sir. Definitely. It's certainly going to be exciting. Scott, great job with coverage there, of course. We have it all uploaded on the GameSportShow.com that you can check it out. Uh, Previously, they were through uh, the in-game broadcast title is what they were through. Now, if you go search through uh, the GameSportShow local under the Episodes tab, you can find uh, find that, of course, local being, of course, the local coverage in particular of those games. You can see Scott on, of course, uh, as well. Then there's obviously the GameSportShow National that gets involved with the show that are nationally so everyone's kind of wondering of course when i say hashtag gem local or hashtag gem national it's kind of what i am referring to of sorts obviously gems being the game entertainment and media we're waiting for that platform to officially launch but the game sports show in particular is what i gear towards now and you can check out those broadcasts on the game sports show local and all the great episodes that we have on the game through our updated facelifted if you will, website that was brought to you by Thrush Creative Co. Uh, Aaron Robinson, fantastic work. Thumbs up to you and thumbs up to you, Scotty, and thumbs up to the listeners who tune in to us for all of our shows. I, I see the analytics side of things or our Castos analytics tool that we use. Listeners from all over in different areas. It's great to see the response that we're getting for everything. And with and one here, Scott, it's certainly something that people have been waiting for to do and hear. People... Uh, we're going to have a lot of guests come on as we continue to go forward. This has only been episode three, uh, and of course we would have more, but we had a lot go on in our schedule, as you already alluded to. So great work again with that, my friend. I can't wait to see you in person again. I know you and I uh, are in touch with our ESPN show, uh, but uh, it'd be great to again to be able to have shows in person. Looking forward to it, Dave. A pleasure to be back on this show and looking forward to talking more hoops in April and May and uh, June as we move into the NBA playoffs. And certainly going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on. And uh, we will talk to you very soon and hopefully see you even sooner. Definitely. And I'm calling out EJ and Tyler right now. Where the heck they at? They got to be coming here. You know, no more bailing or bailing last minutes. Mutts. Mutts. All of them. (laughs) All of them. All of them. But nonetheless, I want to say thank you again to Scott. It's been uh, a pleasure, of course, doing this recording here with you for episode three of Ed One, presented by Sports Center Bar and Grill, who's best sports bar, five years in a row, best wings, two years in a row. It's been David McKaig bringing you this And One edition, episode three. And make sure you check out the GameSportsShow.com again. I'll remind you for all the great content that the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment and Media provides. Now, until next time, I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats. Catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.